more than a conqueror in Him that loved me. I am more than a conqueror. And I want you to stand to your feet if you are ready. I'm not going to keep on. I just feel like the Spirit of the Lord is just ready for Pastor to come on out. So just stand to your feet if you can and, and give a clap, a warm hand clap, a welcome for the Pastor. And Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, when I texted Brother Michael yesterday and told him I was going to come this way, I said, I just don't feel like preaching. And so the Lord began to deal with me today coming over here. And I told Brother Michael this afternoon, I said, we're just going to follow the leadership of the Holy Ghost because to me it don't matter as long as God has His way. That's all I care about. Amen. It's for the Lord to have His way. But I'm going to tell you, God's revealing Himself in a great way. And I'm going to touch on some things uh, that you're going to have to have spiritual ears to hear. But you don't... I preach for years right here that God wants to take people into a place they've never walked in. And... I heard Brother Michael praying, and I hadn't said anything to Brother Michael about this, and then just talking about everlasting life. And just the last few days, the Lord's had my wife studying on everlasting life and eternal life. And I'm going to tell you something. There's a difference between just getting saved and dying and going to heaven and eternal life. There's a difference. Your soul's going to live forever somewhere. But everlasting life and eternal life, just because you die and go to heaven, don't mean you're going to become like Jesus. It means your soul's going to be saved. But eternal life means becoming like the Christ. Y'all hear what I said? Eternal life means becoming like Jesus. It means inheriting. Just because you die and your soul saved, don't mean you're going to be an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. Now, that may rock some of y'all, but I want to possess eternal life. Amen. I remember way back in the 60s. But, Chad, I want you to come here. I remember way back in the 60s. The Lord spoke to my daddy. And he said, I'm going to give you the secret of eternal life. And a few days later, Daddy was reading the Bible, and he read a he read a scripture. And it's if you want to write it down, you can look at it. Y'all go ahead and be seated if you need to. But it's Luke six and forty. And Daddy read that scripture. When he did, the Lord spoke to him. He said, "That's it." Daddy said, "What's it?" He said, "That's the secret of eternal life." And I won't get it word for word, but it said the disciple. Is not above his master, but he that is perfect or complete or mature in Christ will be as his master. So, if we're going to be, if we're going to possess eternal life, we're going to become as Christ. It ain't just getting saved. Y'all hear what I'm telling you? Just dying and going to heaven don't make you possess Christ. That just means your soul saved. But those of us that are going to 
inherit eternal life and everlasting life. We're going to become as the Christ here. There's something more to this than just getting saved. And a lot of people, they ain't never been taught nothing more than just getting saved. Come here, son. You listen to what I'm telling you. I'm going to pray for you. Take your glasses off. And God's going to heal you. But the Lord spoke to me about you this afternoon. You better take heed to what God's telling you. Go ahead and raise your hands up to the Lord. You spirit of infirmity, I bind you. And I charge you to leave you. Now, for even I, the Lord, speak to thee, my son. And I would have thee to know that this is the day that if thou shalt hear my voice and hearken to my word, I, God, shall bring thee forth in a working of my spirit and a moving of my power that thou hast never known. For even I, the Lord, put the spirit of John the Baptist in thee. And I shall cause thee to come forth if thou shalt hear me as a burning and a shining light. And thou shalt blaze away for the youth of this generation. And a great working of my spirit shall take hold of thy soul. And I shall lead thee into a life of divine health. I shall lead thee into a realm of prayer and seek in my face. But ye must hear my voice. Ye must come aside and lay aside all things in this life. And set under this word and this leadership that shall lead thee into eternal and everlasting life. For the working of my spirit comes a... Comes alive in thee. For many has underestimated thee. Many does not know the hand of thy living God that is upon thy life. And for this very reason, I have spared thee from death and I will bring thee forth. Hear my words, my son. Hear my. Hear my word and hearken to my voice. Yea, become thy steadfast. Become thou faithful to my word and the working of my spirit and attending my house. Join thyself in prayer. Yea, to this body. Call out that that keeps thee confused. Walk away from that that keeps nagging and warring at thy soul and set thine affections and tensions on me and I, God, shall change and illuminate and raise thee up. For I have spoken, and if thou shalt hear, nothing shall hinder. And I, God, shall bring thee forth and use thee greatly. How the Lord have showed thee dreams. How the Lord have showed thee things that my hand is upon thee. Hear my voice and allow my word and my spirit to change thy life. For I shall, if thou shalt hear me, I shall bring thee forth. Hearken to my voice, my son. For if thou dost not hear, thou shalt go into total darkness and chaos. And thy life, yea, shall be one confusion after another. For it has been confusion upon confusion. Heartache upon heartache, sorrow upon sorrow. Because the enemy has sought to destroy thee. But I got opened the way into eternal life. I got ministered thee an entrance into the everlasting kingdom of thy God. Hear my word. Hear my word, and I heal thee, make thee whole, saith God.
Come on, lift your hands and praise Him. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Hallelujah. Lord spoke to me about you, son. You better hear. You hear me? You better hear. Hallelujah. Because I remember when Sister Austin was here back in August, she took one look at you. She says, man, you're fixing to die. And it almost happened. But God spared you. And God's going to bring you forth. God's going to teach you how to eat. He's going to teach you how to pray. He's going to teach you what to do right. Don't you worry about nothing out there. Don't you worry about being on the road. You worry about finding the call of God. And you submit yourself to prayer. And you hear me? You quit running to all these churches. You quit running to this and that. You get her to something that's going to birth you and bring you forth. And God will do it. If you don't, you fix it going to total darkness and chaos. As thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Y'all lift your hands and give Him praise. Y'all lift your hands and give Him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Lord just spoke to my heart, Brother Chad. You're the very reason God sent me by here tonight. You're the very reason God sent me this way tonight. Because God has given you dreams. God has talked to you about different things. And He's confirmed the call of God on your life. And you didn't know what to do with it. You don't know how to handle it. You get under leadership. You get under leadership. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all lift your hands and give the Lord praise. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, I feel the working of your Spirit. For even I, the Lord, speak to thee, my son. And I say unto thee, stand thy still and wait upon me. Yea, for many has been the wounds and upsetness that has pricked my heart these last several months. But knowest thou that I, God, send a rain of my spirit and a word and an unction of my divineness and my holiness and my doctrine shall drop from the heavens as dew. And I shall raise up a people that shall come forth established in my word and in my anointing. Yea, the doctrines of men and traditions that is bound people shall go by the wayside. And even I God shall destroy the religious spirit that has had this area bound. Even the witchcraft. Yea, and the workings. Yea, that people have called the Holy Ghost. Much of it has been soothsaying in witchcraft. And I destroy it, my son. And I put my word in my spirit deep into thy soul. And I awaken thee with a power. And I shall walk in an apostolic, prophetic anointing God from this day forth my word consumes and illuminates thy very innermost being saith God call lift your hands and praise him thank you Lord hallelujah Hallelujah. Suda hachehe trehi to ojans. For even I say unto thee, my daughter, that the power of depression and the force of hell that is warred against thy mind and thy body is loose from off of thee. But hear my word, my child. You must submit to prayer. You must submit to study of my word. You must join thyself to my body. And ye allow the call of God that has been placed upon my life from the age of 13 to be birthed and brought forth. For thy stairs and confusion. 
confusion. That's faith in the division and condemnation in the heart. But I this night, saith God, I this night destroy the yoke. I this night set thee free. And I this night put an illumination of my word in my spirit. I've called thee to preach my word. I've called thee to bring forth deliverance. I've called thee with my word and my anointing. But say the enemy has come to destroy thee. Hear my word, my child. I open the door and bring thee forth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all better hear the word of the Lord. Y'all better hear the word of the Lord. I'm telling you, God's in this place. You ain't going to go into what God's got for you holding on to all this garbage and junk. Y'all hear me? Better turn loose of things. Better turn loose of things. You better make God your first priority. I've tried to teach people and tell people. God better be your first priority. The house of God better be your first priority. Prayer better be your first priority. Honoring God in your tithing offering better be your first priority. You hear me? Because I'm going to tell you something. The Lord spoke to me last week. said, I'm fixing to shut the door on people. I'm fixing to shut the door on people. How many times have y'all heard me say in this church, I'm, over the last two or three years, I sat before you an open door. I'm, and if I open it, no man can shut it. But if I shut it, no man can open it. I'm, God told me he's fixing to shut the door on people. And once he does, ain't nobody can open it. God ever shuts the door on you, ain't nobody can open it. I'm tell you, there's a power in this place. Y'all feel this power? There's a power in this place. Don't you take me lightly. Hear my daughter. For thee, even this is the day that I've reserved thee to bring thee forth. Thou hast never known the depth or the power of the working of my spirit that is now being brought forth in the earth. But she must turn loose of all that thou knowest. All that I have learned in the past and allow my spirit to retrain, recondition, and reposition thee. For this is the day that I, God, shall move. That I have told this generation and told this generation and told this generation that I have not seen. Neither hath I ear heard, neither has it entered into thy heart the things that I, God, have prepared. For I have prepared a kingdom for ye, my people. I prepared a kingdom, and it is the Father's good pleasure to give thee this kingdom. Be thou still, my child. Wait on the leadership of my spirit, and when my spirit moves, act. When my spirit moves, be moved by my spirit, and great shall be the deliverance. Go not in thy own desires, go not in thine own heart, go not in thine emotions, but wait thou for the leadership of my spirit, and I, God, shall order thy steps. And there shall be no failures. There shall be no doubt. There shall be no unbelief. For if I move when I say move, I, God, shall confirm my word and be with thy mightily. If I move in thine own heart, in thine own spirit, nothing 
shall be accomplished for even I the Lord am bringing things in my divine order and I got him ordering the steps of my servants and I am leading my people by my spirit for I have said unto thee for they that are led by the spirit of God they are the sons of God and we are approaching the day that the very sons of God ministry with the very anointing of the fullness of the Christ shall enter in saith God Hallelujah. My God, God's in this place. Let it take control. Let it take control. Eh? 
I have seen the discouragement. I have seen the times that you said, Lord, how long? But be not dismayed. Be not shortly. Quickly thou shalt see even a drawing of my people come. Even a drawing of my people will come to this place. They will say, the Spirit of God draw me to this place because I will raise the people up. I will raise the people that will be faithful. That will do the work I have called them to do because there is a people, a render. There is a, a remnant of people that I am preparing for this word to bring forth to be teachable. You will soon see signs in the heavens. You will soon see signs. And you will say, what did this mean? But I will say, it is a sign for this people on this mountain to seek me, to draw not back. But hear ye the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. My God. Hallelujah. Holy, 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 my God. Jesus, son, that it will cause son to read. My God, my God. Holy Hallelujah, my God. 
Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Lord, you are our strength tonight, Lord. Lead us by your Spirit, Lord. Give us direction, Lord. Hallelujah. Direct our going outs and our coming ins, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I praise you tonight, Lord. Hallelujah, I praise you, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Give her divine health, Jesus. God, move in her body, move in her back, move in her circulation. Bring divine health. Bring divine health, Lord. There's still a work for her to do. God, I done seen it three or four times in these last days. You're going to use her, Lord. It's not over. It's not through. You've made her some promises. Bring it forth, Jesus. Bring it forth, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Take that and mail it to Nancy. Tell her to wear it on her body. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come here, April. Raise your hands up to the Lord. Lord's got a purpose for you. You've been told time and time and time again. But you've got to listen to what's being preached. And you've got to get up, get behind it, get with it. It ain't just prayer meeting at your house. You need to show up for prayer meeting at other people's house. You need to be here early to pray. Amen. You done got him spoiled. And he's distracting you from receiving from the Lord. So you may have to get a hickory switch. You understand what I'm saying? You know discipline. you got to set your heart on the Lord. Because I'm going to tell you, there's a visitation of the Spirit of God. And it's just like right there. I can, I can see it just... Hold fast, my child. Give not up, for even the enemy is lied unto thee and told thee that I, thy God, have passed thee by. But even stand fast and hold to my word and hold to my truths and hold to my promises. For now is the time to rise and fight. Now is the time to seek my face, to get in these altars and get in this prayer, to pray with the body and press, to pray in thy home and press. To pray as individuals, to pray as a family unit. Yea, this is the day that I what bring up. Mm. Oh my God. I see something in the Holy Ghost going down on the inside of you. There's a change, there's a transformation. <coughs> my God, I see the enemy has come at you so many ways to discourage you. And pull you out from under this word. You make yourself and God a promise tonight that you're going to be in these services every time the doors open. Every time the doors open, you be in this church. You be here to pray. If you feel led to stay after and pray, stay after and pray. But you be in these prayer meetings in different homes. You be in this church. You be here. You be here. You be here. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Wow. Thank you, Lord. 
God's visiting His people. And see, here's the thing. It ain't up to me, and it ain't up to you what God does in her. It's what God's chose her for. It's what God's chose her for. Brother Eddie, it ain't up to you how God uses your wife. It's up to Him. It ain't up to her how God uses you. Now, you can let each other hinder each other, but you can only do what God's called you to do. You can only do what God's gifted you to do. Sister Pat, it ain't up to Brother Billy how God uses you. It's up to you. It's how God gifts you. It's how God anoints you. Now, you can let Him hinder you, but He has no bearing on the call of God on your life. No bearing whatsoever. Y'all hear me? Y'all hearing me? But if you let your family or your loved ones, they will hinder you. But if you don't, and you press forward in the call of God, then God will birth that call and bring it forth. Nobody can hinder you, son, from coming forth in what God's ordained for you but you. It ain't up to your mama. It ain't up to your daddy. It ain't up to your stepdaddy. It ain't up to a brother or sister. It's up to you. It's up to you. God spoke plain to you tonight. Don't ignore Him. You hear me? Because God's hand is on your life. Somebody had a dream about you three or four years ago and said they saw the Spirit of God on you and the Spirit of God got a hold to you and done a work in you and you went absolutely ballistic for God. When I ministered that word to you, the Lord brought that back to my mind. You was born for a purpose, son. A lot of people have misunderstood you. There have been a lot of things that you've battled in your mind and in your spirit. It's been almost a depression that has warred against you, wanting to pull you back. But you're bouncing around all these people. Get your vision clear. You know, the Bible said if the eye is single, the eye is your vision. Single means clear. So if your vision is clear... As far as your doctrine goes, then you're going to be full of life. You stay around stuff that brings division and confusion, your vision's not clear. Your vision's not clear. Because I'm going to tell you something. This church has been prophesied against for years and years and years and years and years. When I first started, I had so many people come prophesy the judgments of God on me. I told them, get in line take a number, Sister Janie. I'm tired of listening to them. I'm serious. So many people told us this church is going to fail. This church is going to close. Let me tell you something. This church ain't going to close. God's fixing to fill it up. God's fixing to fill it up to the overflowing. Right now, God's dealing with rebellion. You hear me? God's dealing with rebellion. Do you remember me asking you last time I was here how many more of them folks out there are going to die before God gets their attention? Y'all going to find out I'm a servant of the Lord. I can't tell you the timetable, but when I was here, and I ain't been here that much in the last year, but I ministered to Sister Janet McLemore and told her she fixed me a grandmama. There's some people thought I missed it because her daughter Brittany had just miscarried. They thought I missed it. I didn't know nothing about Brittany. I didn't know nothing about her miscarriage. But now her daughter Kristen's fixing that baby. So, Brother John, don't miss it. By the Spirit of the Lord, Brother John, don't miss it. Y'all hear me? I don't miss it. 
And I'm telling you, God fixed to shut the door on some folks. Come here, Sister Gail. God fixed to shut the door on some folks. Because people want to live their lives the way they want to live it. They want to serve God the way they want to. And God ain't interested in what you want. God don't care what you want, Brother Chad. God don't care what you want to do with your life. God cares that you find His plan and His will. That's all God cares about. And everything you try to do contrary to the mind and will of God, it's going to keep you in trouble and chaos and upsetness. Because God's going to trouble folks that don't listen to Him. God fixing trouble folks won't listen to Him. You hear me? I don't think I said it since I walked out here, but I told Brother Michael I was in prayer. I saw a big black cross over Fort Payne. Did I say anything about that since I walked out here? I saw a big black cross over Fort Payne, and God told me a religious spirit's had this area bound for years. God said, now I'm killing it. God's killing this religious force that's had this area bound. The Word has been preached in this church, and the move of God's been in here for the last 15 plus years. This place ought to be full, and people standing to the, standing to the road. And instead, it's been like a witchcraft soothsaying. And I remember the Lord told me, showed it to me back around the first of the year, right before the first of the year. He said, a lot of preachers started out right. He said, but the gifts and what they're working by now is soothsaying and witchcraft. He said, the Spirit of God ain't got nothing to do with it anymore. He said, they started out right. He said, but they moved on over into sorcery and, 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 and magicians. And every time the men of God, there was a real move of God at hand, what happened? The soothsayers, the sorcerers, the magicians withstood them. We stood them with magic, with tricks. They bewitched them. They bewitched the people. Did it in Elijah's day. Did it in Moses' day. Did it in Samaria with uh, Philip. Trying to stop the move of God with witchcraft. Let me tell you something. God fixed to bury some folks. Y'all hear me? You remember the time I stood right up on that platform and told y'all, y'all better get black suits and black dresses? Did people fixing to die? Yeah. One after the other, after the other, after the other. Well, something don't change. It's fixing to happen again. Because God ain't going to let this word be fought. You think somewhere people would wake up and leave this word alone, all the deaths that's come by people touching this word and fooling with this anointing. You think somewhere people would wake up? But I guess it's just like I've heard it saying, you can't fix stupid. I mean, how many prophecies does God have to bring past in this church? How many signs? You was in this church, Sister Pat, when I told y'all, God was fixing to bear a sign. There's fixing to be an explosion in the heavens. And it wasn't very, about a week after that, that space shuttle coming in blew up. In 1985, I was in a, a long fast over 60-something days, and I prophesied the explosion of the first space shuttle. Saw it go up into the heavens, and I seen what looked like a nose cone of a plane, the tip of the tail, and the tip of each wing. The rest of it was a ball of fire. And the Lord told me that there was fixing to be an explosion in the heavens as a sign to His Word. And by, that was, I think, back in November, December, January it happened. And I was sitting there in my mother-in-law's house reading the newspaper that morning. just broke that fast. It hadn't been very long, 60-something plus days. And the Lord spoke to me because they had that thing on TV. He said, you watch my word come to pass. You watch my word come to pass. I mean, how many signs does God have to give? I prophesied snows. I prophesied rains and floods and hailstorms. 
Told you all they were fixing to be hailstones the size of softballs and baseballs and bowling balls and brought pictures in here and put them on the board. I mean, time after time after time, sign after signs happened to confirm this word and people still won't get in under this word. Well, I'm going to tell you what, you're going to get in under it. God's going to shut the door on you. The Lord's conditioning preparing you, Sister Gail. Getting you ready for a great visitation. Because God's fixing to deal with rebellion in your family. But at the same time, you're coming forth in a visitation and an awakening. And this, this that God's dealing with is going to cause great salvation and great deliverance to come to your family. For even I speak it by the Spirit of the Lord. If I be a servant of the Lord, salvation comes to your house. Great deliverance speaks and brings forth the living word. For I destroy the yoke. I break the bondage. I drive back the force of hell that's had your family bound. I break that spirit of religion and witchcraft off of your family. And I stir thee with the spirit of prayer and the word of prayer that is being prayed in thy home shall take hold of thy family and I God tear down the forces of hell that is coming to destroy and I bring great liberation hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's going to be a blessed day the day you opened your home to these prayer meetings. You're going to count it joy because it's bringing deliverance to your family. It's bringing great deliverance to your family and a great visitation of the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you, I know we're the temple of God and God dwells in us, but there's a presence of God fixing to abide in your home. It's fixing to abide in your home. Things in this world fixing to go strangely dim. You fixing to spend your time in prayer. You fixing to spend your time in study of the Word. People that are unbelievers going to get in your home. They're going to get around you. And they're going to feel something moving on them. They're either going to get saved or leave. By God, y'all feel this? Man, I just felt something sweep over this congregation. Bill, just, just felt something move in here. Just felt something come in. You need to lift your hands and praise Him. I feel about Hachawaha. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Kayara. Separate yourself from unbelievers, son. There are too many spirits, too much warfare, too many things going on in your mind. You're entertaining too many spirits. Separate yourself. Separate yourself. My God, if you could only wake up and realize how blessed you are and where God's put you, that you've got a home, you've got provision, that all you've got to do is give yourself to prayer and seeking God and study of the Word, and God will illuminate your life. 
And all you do is let the devil war against your mind and upset you. You get yourself in prayer. You get yourself away from spirits. You get yourself away from people that don't have the true spirit of God and keep your life in confusion. Get yourself to... Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Step right out here, Brother Eddie. Come here, Sister Janie. Thank you, Lord. Y'all join hands. Lord's going to use y'all. Brother Eddie, I see like the Spirit of God moving on you, and I see you just right on the street corner. Just speaking God's Word. Don't worry about doctrines of men. Don't worry about traditions. Cut them loose. Cut them loose. Because God's fixing to speak His doctrine. You know, the Word of God says in Deuteronomy, He said, My doctrine shall drop as dew. Jesus came and He said, My doctrine's not mine. It's Him that sent me. Man has taken the true doctrine of God and perverted it, tied things on to it, got it so polluted and watered down till it, it, it has no effect anymore. But the true gospel's fixing to have an effect. I see a word of power coming to both of you that God's going to use you and there's going to be a power move in you. God's going to heal you. He's going to deliver you. He's going to set you free, Sister Janie, give you back your health, give you back your strength, and you're going to have to put everything in God's hands. Quit worrying about your loved ones. Quit worrying about your family. Quit worrying about your... Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Y'all better hear what I'm saying to you. Because what I've told y'all for years is fixing to happen. God said, I'm going to make a difference between them that serve me and them that serve me not. People that ain't truly going to get in and serve God, they're fixed to face calamity, they're fixed to face disease, they're fixed to face financial ruin, they're fixed to face heartache, hardship. But the people that truly submit and serve God, God's fixed to set them apart. He's going to put His hand on them. He's going to put His blessing on them. Ain't nothing going to touch them. He said in His Word, He said, No evil shall befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, because I've made the Lord thy habitation. It's down to business, children. We, we, we coming in or God's fixing to push us out? Y'all hear me? We're either going to come in and get this. We're going to get this kingdom. We're going to possess it. We're going to walk in it. Or Spirit of God's fixing to separate you and put you by the wayside. God's got a purpose for you, sis. God can take you right back to where He used you 10, 15 years ago. But it's up to you. Don't sit at home. Get in this church. 
Get in prayer. Get in here with the body. These people will work with you. They'll labor with you. And you will reach that place where God can use you again. He will. The Lord inspired me to call you today and call Brother Chad to get you all to be in this service. Now I know why. But I'm going to tell you something. Ignore this. God shut the door on it and it'll go into darkness. It'll go into darkness, I'm telling you. God said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. God's not going to keep reaching for people and reaching for people and reaching for people and people not do nothing with the call and the unction of God on their life. When I gave my life to God at 19, I began to fast and pray and seek God. And I was in church. And every time the Lord spoke to me, I'd make a step forward, make a step forward, make a step forward. I didn't sit down. 44 years and I have never been out of church. Never let people discourage me. I've been discouraged with people many a time. But I've never been discouraged with the Lord. And I've always found a place to go to church. I always found a place to be in the house of God. I always found a place to sit under the Word and sit under leadership. Because it makes a difference. It makes a difference. It makes a difference. I'm telling you, God is destroying religion off of this whole area around here. There's been a spirit of religion. And I don't know if my son is watching or not. I can't tell. But if my son's watching, I speak to you by the Spirit of God. And I tell you that a prophetic utterance is fixing to come on you like you ain't never known. And the anointing in the word of a prophet shall rest upon thee, my son, and thou shalt stand in this sanctuary, and thou shalt speak my word in conjunction with thy pastor that is here. And through that anointing of the word of prophecy, and the anointing of the pastor, and the apostolic anointing, ye shall drive the spirit of witchcraft out of this sanctuary. Ye shall crush the head of this snake and this power that has come against this sanctuary and this word. For I put my spirit here over 15 years ago, and I ordained this church, and I shall bring this church forward. And even as I told thee in the camp meeting under the tent, that thou would be instrumental in crushing this spirit with thy natural father. Even so, thou shalt be instrumental. Even though I've moved my servant and put him in another place, my word and my anointing falls upon thee now. In a change, in a transformation of my spirit does illuminate thee. And I shall walk hand in hand agreed for two can only walk together except they be agreed. And I put thee in one mind and one accord with thy pastor here in 14. And I do a work between thee and Whitney and her in thy heart. I knit thee together and I illuminate thee both and I bring thee forward in the working of my spirit and the power and unction. And I place deliverance in both your lives. Seek my face and prepare to be birthed and brought forth. Oh, for even as a sign to this word, if thou shalt set thy heart, and thou both shall seek me, and thou shalt allow me to birth thee and bring thee forth, yea, even she shall conceive, and she shall birth and bring forth a child. She shall birth and bring forth a son, as a sign of the sons of God ministry. They shall be birthed and brought forth. Not many days my word shall fall, and my spirit moves now, saith God, and I bear a sign, and I bring thee forth. For I, the Lord, have spoken, and none can hinder 
Hallelujah. That'll shut the devil's mouth. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Y'all better hear what the Lord's saying to you. Because I'm going to tell you something. God's people got to get ready. God's people got to get ready. See, whether y'all realize it or not, God's been speaking some things that His people ain't never heard. God's been speaking to me up there in LJ. Brother Eddie, God's fixing to bring forth a language that only people that are in a relationship with God can hear. Though, though I can stand here and talk perfect English, there's going to be no perception and no understanding unless you're in a relationship with God. The Lord said in Isaiah 28 and 10, I believe it is, for with stammering lips and another tongue. See, people think that's the stammering lips of the Holy Ghost, but it's not. You look that word stammering up and it means foolish things. And he said in 1 Corinthians, he said, I'll take the foolish things and confound the wise. So God's fixing to speak foolish things by a heavenly language or by a language of God because He said, with stammering lips and another tongue or another language, I will speak to this people. So God's fixing to speak to people in a way they ain't never heard Him before. But only those that have ears of the Spirit are going to be able to hear. How many times did Jesus say, He that hath ear to hear, let him hear? How many times did John say in, in Revelation... When he spoke to the churches, let he that hath ear, let him hear what the Spirit does say to the church. So God can speak. I can be talking to you in perfect English. But yet if you don't have the Spirit of Christ in you, and you ain't in a prayer and relationship with God, you won't perceive what I'm saying. You say, that ain't possible. Let me tell you something. When the finger of God come down and wrote in the plaster in Daniel the fifth chapter, who could understand it? Who could, who, who could translate it? Who could interpret it? Daniel. You know why? The Spirit of the Holy God's lived in him. And y'all can write this down. Y'all fixing to find a whole brand new meaning to the gift of tongues and interpretation. Because it ain't what people's made it out to be. It ain't somebody speaking in tongues and somebody interpreting. There's fixing to be a heavenly interpretation of a language that's spoken. See, we've, we've put all this in our own knowledge. We've locked all this up in a box in our own mind. <coughs> But God's fixing to bring forth a gift of heavenly interpretation. Because God's fixing to speak to us with stammering lips and another tongue. You say, Brother Metter, let me tell you something. Read Second Corinthians, where Paul said, I knew a man in Christ 14 years ago. said he was caught up to the third heavens. You know what Paul said up there? He said, I was in the midst of the paradise of God. That's where the tree of life is. He said, and I heard things which are not lawful. To utter. He heard a language of God that revealed something in him. Don't tell me God can't talk and you not know it. See, there's things hidden. Those, there's, there's things hidden in them scriptures. God's told us for years He's fixed to unlock mysteries. Has He not? He's fixed to unlock mysteries. And what I preached here... On January the 2nd, some of y'all missed. God told me there's fixing to be a baptism into his death, that it was different than the baptism of the Holy Ghost and tongues of fire. People don't think I know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what I'm talking about. I know exactly what I'm talking about. 
And somewhere while I was here in this church, the Lord spoke about a tornado in Washington, D.C. That's going to go right up that mall. You know that pool, that reflecting pool, the Washington Monument, the White House, and all the... Hide and watch. Hide and watch. See, if I be a servant of the Lord, God don't let my word fall to the ground. God don't let my word fall to the ground. I'm going to tell you something. You better pray for your loved ones to get saved. Because some of them don't get their hearts right and don't get their house in order and start obeying God. God's going to save them. He's going to take them on. Because if they don't, they're going to die lost. Y'all hear me? Don't be sad. If I had kids lost, I'd rather God save them and take them home than I had have them die lost and go to hell. You better thank God for the saving of the soul. Amen. You better thank God. But I heard these words just before I walked out here to take the platform out of Isaiah 63. The Lord said, They were my people. I fought for them. I bore them in affliction. He said, But then they turned. And he said, I turned and become their enemy. And he said, and I fought against them. God's fixing to fight against people. People's one time prayed with you, went to church with you, served God with you. They're fixing to become your enemies. They're fixing to become enemies of the cross. Because they won't let God change them. Y'all better let God change you. Y'all better let God change you. I remember I was preaching in Savannah, Georgia three or four years ago. And I asked a question. I said, can anybody tell me the definition of insanity? The late year old boy raised his hand sitting in the back of the church. I said, what is it, son? He said, I can tell you what it is. I said, what is it? He said, doing the same things over and over and over again and expecting different results. God's people do the same thing over and over and over and over again and want God to move different. It won't never happen. You want something changed? Change things. You want something changed? Change the way you're living. You want finances? Learn to honor God and your tithing offerings. And you'll always have money. And God will take the money you got, and you can do ten times more with it. You can. The Lord showed me over the years, because I've always honored God. I've done more in honor God in tithes and offerings for years. I gave God 50%. When I started out on the evangelistic field before I was ever married, I gave God 50%. After I got married, I gave Him 50% for a long, long time. And then I had responsibilities with my family. Now, I ain't saying God didn't bless me. He did. But I still give 20 to 30% of everything God ever put in my hand. I always have. That's why I'm blessed. Don't have money. But I'm blessed. If I need something, God provides the money. I need something, God provides it. Amen. Don't have money. Don't need money. Got God. <laughs> Got God. But see, I've always honored Him in tithe. I've always honored Him in offering. And I remember that I was faithful to give, faithful to give my tithe. And I was in a service one time, and the preacher took the offering. And I went up and put my tithe in, even gave some to boot. And when I walked back to my seat, the Lord said, What would you do to help that, that vessel? He said, You didn't do one thing to help them personally. And he said, Ain't going to be very long. You're going to be out there. You're going to be needing folks to help you. He said, whatsoever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. He said, you get yourself up there and you take that vessel and offering. He said, because the labor's worthy of his hire. Y'all hear what I'm telling you? Labor's worthy of his hire. Every week you come in here, you ought to have something for this man. You ought to, I don't care. Every one of y'all can put back 
something. You can deny yourself a hamburger. You can deny yourself a Coca-Cola. You can deny yourself something. I had a man come in and tell me, when the old brother met her, if I could help you, I'd help you. I said, really? You really mean that? He said, oh, yeah. I mean that. I said, well, I'm going to pray for God to help you help me. So I got in prayer, and the Lord spoke to me, Brother Chet. He said, next time his wife goes to the grocery store, tell him to cut out the potato chips, the cookies, the cakes, the soft drinks, all the good pleasure food that they enjoy so much, and the money she saves on that, take it and bring an offering unto the Lord. And so I went and told him, you ain't never seen anybody gets a dead pan and heartbroken. And I said, Lord told me to tell you to do that, give it as an offering. And I said, and you'll be a lot healthier. God has structure. God has order. You'll never be blessed financially without following God's plan of finances. And that includes tithes and offerings. I had somebody write me and said, God gave me a dream. I said, really? He said, yeah, they spoke to me out of Malachi and they gave me some scriptures. It says, from the days of your fathers, you've gone away from my ordinances. And I said, well, what else does it say? It says, you've robbed me. And tithe and offering, even this whole nation has robbed me. He said, so I didn't know if the Lord was trying to get me back to my dedications or talking to everybody. I said, no, the Lord's trying to get you to give. He said, well, Brother Metter, that's Old Testament. I said, yeah, but Malachi was prophesying about the new covenant. He's prophesying about the new move of God. Is he not? He said, behold, I send my messenger before your face to prepare my way, that even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight in shall suddenly... He wasn't talking about John the Baptist, because when John the Baptist came, there was no messenger of the covenant. He's talking about our day. And he went right on down and talked about how he's going to purge the sons of Levi. Well, he couldn't tell Malachi he's going to purge the fivefold ministry because there wasn't one. The sons of Levi was the ministry. <laughs> and he went on down and told them. He said, you've robbed me in tithes and offerings, even this whole nation. He said, and because you have, you are cursed with a curse. Am I making sense to anybody? I didn't come for an offer. But if you want God to bless you, there's a structure in His Word. There's a divine order in His Word. When I had that vision, and I think I shared it with y'all back in July, I stood on the edge of the universe, and I saw all the planets out of orbit, out of time. Wasn't nothing moving like it's supposed to. And then there was a huge explosion. It blinded me and everything cleared. I saw the planets back in their orbit. I saw everything moving in time, and the Word of the Lord spoke to me. He said, what I wrought in Christ when I raised Him from the dead. He said, and I set Him far above all principalities, all powers. He gave Him total dominion over everything in heaven, in earth, and in hell. And He said, that was not just a resurrection. He said, that was a reconciliation. He said, I sent the Word to bring man back to me where I created him. He said, when I, when I done that, He said, it set everything back in my divine order. 
See, when Jesus rose from the dead, he conquered everything. That put everything back in his divine order. When man sinned, it threw things out of God's divine order. When Jesus was resurrected, it wasn't just a resurrection, it was reconciliation. He put it back in his divine order. Y'all hear me? There's a lot in that word. People ain't getting a hold of them. A lot they ain't studying. Preachers are running around here preaching good messages, but they ain't pointing people toward the kingdom. You better thank God you got a pastor that's trying to keep you on the right track. Because it's the devil's business to discourage, divide, get you off track and out of focus. See, I don't know what I've told you and what I had because God's dealt with my heart so much. But did I, did I bring it out uh, when I was here the first of the year? Uh, how many of y'all believe Jesus holds the keys of hell and death? Y'all believe that? Y'all know what them keys are? How many of you, when, when the Lord spoke to Peter in Matthew, I believe it's 16, it's either 16 or 18, I can't remember, said, I give unto thee the keys of what? The kingdom. The keys of the kingdom and the keys of hell and death are one and the same. Because when Jesus took the keys of hell and death, He brought the kingdom back in line. God created Adam in the kingdom. Gave him a kingdom. Gave him total dominion over everything. Adam gave it away. And until Jesus took the keys of hell and death and done what he done, the kingdom, it couldn't come forth. When, it, well, when Jesus took them, took the keys of hell and death from Satan, he had no more power over man. No more power over the soul of man. See, I told you I was going to tell you all some things. That <coughs> you got to listen. You gotta listen. You gotta listen. If you don't have eyes to see, you ain't gonna see. If you don't have ears to hear, you ain't gonna hear. Cause God's gonna speak things that ain't lawful to utter. <laughs> Y'all hear me? And I, I, I'll try to get the CD to you, but the Lord spoke on February the 14th. He spoke by Sister Susie. Then He spoke by my wife. Then He spoke by me in prophecy. And at the end of the service, Sister Susie said, Brother Metter, said, we've just about seen the five-fold ministry here today. She said, your wife spoke. She's a pastor. Brother and Sister Quentin, they're working with us in LJ now. They're coming every Sunday. They're pastors. And she said, I'm a teacher. Said, you're an apostle and a prophet. Said, so we've had everything here but the evangelistic ministry. I said, Brother Justin, come up here and close service. So we had all five ministries. God moved in all five. God moved in every ministry in that service to show us it's a body ministry. It ain't a one-man thing. God did not raise His people up to be led by the prophets in the last day. You still following prophets' ministry? You're out of order. You hear me? I can give you two scriptures. Matthew 11. Y'all hearing me? Jesus said, from the days of John the Baptist until now, you had the law and the prophets. From now forward, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. When the Holy Ghost was poured out on the day of Pentecost, God put the church under five ministries. Didn't put it under one, put it under five. Read Hebrews, first chapter. God said something to the effect of who in times past spoke to us by His prophet, 
But in these last days, He spoke to us by His Son. His Son preached the kingdom, and the kingdom ministry is five. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. For God gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and, some, and pastors and teachers. For what? For the perfecting of the saints, or the maturing, or the bringing the saints to maturity. For the work of the ministry. The ministry can't work without those five ministries governing. For the edifying. That word means teaching, structuring, erecting, building. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we what? Till we all come in the unity of the faith. Unto the knowledge of the Son of God. Did say do we come to the knowledge of Jesus? Said do we come to the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. A mature, a complete man. To that measure. And that word measure in stature means we're going to come to the same maturity that Jesus came to. Y'all hearing me? To the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. We're going to come to the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature, or to the same fullness of years Jesus come to when He became the Christ. And we can't do it without these five ministries. There's government. Everybody operating out from under government is out of God's divine order. I don't care what you preach. I don't care what you prophesy. I don't care if you heal the sick and raise the dead three, day, three times before breakfast. You're out of order. And God ain't going to keep working with you. And people that won't get under leadership and won't get under government, they're fixing shipwreck. You hear me? They're fixing shipwreck because God's bringing forth new people. God's bringing in new souls. God's bringing in new. He said the harlots and the publicans shall go into the kingdom of God. Y'all know what the kingdom of God is? Somebody tell me what the kingdom of God is. Christ in you, the hope of glory. For he's, so he said, I'm going to put Christ in the harlots and the publicans before I put it in the children of the kingdom. What the word says? What the word says? There's government. You going to line yourself up with government or God's going to shut the door on you and leave you on the outside? I preached the other, I preached Sunday on Matthew 25. You know what Matthew 25 says about ten virgins? Five were wise and five were foolish. Five had no oil in their lamps. Five took oil in their lamps. And then the cry went out, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. And as the bridegroom was coming, those that had no oil came to them that had oil and said, Give us. They said, No. Lest we have not enough. Go get your own. So while they went, the bridegroom came, those that were ready. Went in to the marriage and he shut the door. He shut the door on those that were ready. Those that wouldn't keep their lamps trimmed to burning, those that wouldn't keep oil in their lamps, God shut the door on them. He fixed shut the door on folks. Y'all hear me? He fixed shut the door on folks. And then they came, pounding on the door. Said, Lord, open unto us. He said, Leave me alone. I don't know you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Get away from me. Goes right into Matthew seven twenty one. Have we not prophesied in thy name? Have we not done wonderful works in thy name? Have we not cast out devils in thy name? He said, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. John said, I saw New Jerusalem coming out down out of heaven as a bride adorned for her husband. 
Bible said that in Revelation, the bride's making herself ready. There's somebody being made ready to be joined to the Lord, to become one with Him. God's doing a lot, children. Don't miss it. You don't need to miss services. Y'all hear me? You don't need to miss these services. God spoke time after time for about two years and told people, don't miss these services. People didn't take no heed to the Spirit of God. I stood right here two years before I left this church, and I said, Lord, show me people already made up their mind they're fixing to leave this church. Happened just like I saw it. Ain't nothing I can do about it. Jason, take him to the back, please. Lord sent me by here. I wasn't planning on preaching. I wasn't planning on I told Brother Mike I might say something, but I don't know what God's going to do. I think the Lord's talked to us. How many of y'all think the Lord's talked to us? And I'm going to say this, and I turn to Brother Michael. You got means to help me tonight? Help me. We're in a battle up there in LJ, financially. And I need you to do everything you can to help me. I'm not asking you to take away from anything you give to this man or anything you give to this church. But there's some of y'all, y'all can make a commitment to send me $20 a month and stand with me and help me. And I mean, God will bless you for it. But you do what's right in the eyes of the Lord tonight. And I'm going to turn over to Brother Michael. I'm going to let him receive this offering. Because I didn't come for an offering. Y'all hear me? But I'm telling you, you got the means to help me tonight and you don't help me. God's going to deal with you after I leave this place. Don't have the means to give me an offering. You come up here and put $5 in this offering. Are y'all listening to me? There's going to be a blessing in this offering. I feel it. I feel it way down deep in my soul. And then you make yourself a commitment that you're going to honor God with your tithe and offering from this day forward, and you're going to get behind this man. Because God's made some promises to this church, and he ain't lifted a one of them. The promises God made when I was here, God didn't say he'd do it because Brother Metter was here. God made some promises to this church. Y'all hear what I'm saying? God made some promises to this church, and it didn't hinge on Brother Metter being here. And I've told y'all many times that what God has promised this church, he's going to bring it forth whether I'm here or not. Have I not told you? And he will. You say, well, Brother Metter, there just ain't nobody. Don't worry about Don't worry about the crowd. Don't worry about the crowd because I'm going to tell you something. <coughs> Jesus spoke to 500 to go in that upper room. Only 20% went. Only 20%. I mean, a resurrected Christ spoke to him, Brother Eddie. Spoke to 500, told him to tarry. Only 20, only 120 went. That ain't, that ain't, that's a little more than 20%. But look what God done for him. Look what, don't take me lightly. Because I'm going to tell you something. Word of the Lord in my spirit. You don't want to take it lightly. Because somewhere it'll bite you. You may do good financially. You may rock right on for a long time. But somewhere you break God's Word, it's going to bite you. Amen. You love the Lord. Keep us in your prayers. We're going down tomorrow night to be with Brother Mark Waldrop in Jasper, Alabama. I love that brother. Y'all know Brother Mark. He's been up here. And y'all keep him in your prayers. And keep me in your prayers. Keep Sister Lisa in your prayers. Because I'm going to tell you something. Something fixing to explode. I'll tell you this, and I'm going to turn it to Brother Michael. who was in the church at LJ about a month ago. The Spirit of the Lord hit me. And I told the people, I said, 
I said, Lord, just told me he's supposed to put L.I.J. George and Carter K. George because that's the community we're in. Fix to put it on the mount by that move of God fixing to hit there. And, man, there's something hit the church like electricity. Went all over the church. And people just started weeping and crying and magnifying God. And that thing stayed in there for about five minutes. God bore witness to that word. God's confirming His word. Stay away from confusion. Stay away from people who don't believe this word. Stay away from people who don't want to be a part of this kingdom. Because all they're going to do is drag you down your spirit, man. Amen. God bless you. I love you. Do what's right in God's eyes. And I'll turn it to Brother Michael. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Everybody, just on that note, just get your tithes, I mean, get your offerings out. And hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And when you got something for pastor, y'all know to put it in the pastor's bucket. If you got tithes and offerings for the church, put it in it. Just bring it. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Everybody obeyed God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just stretch you. I ain't going to try to say anything or top that word or do anything. <laughs> I'm just going to pray over this offering and dismiss. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I ask.